I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy. And I'm Leslie. And we've been watching reality TV for like, oh, I don't know, like 30 years between the two of us. Would that make us experts in trash? We are experts in trash, but we still get stuff wrong. I mean, 30 years and we still can't figure this out. Yeah, we know nothing. So I think together we can learn what it's like to fall in love on reality TV. Here's hoping. Hey everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. This is Amy, I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hi Amy. Hi Leslie, how are you today? Um, It's early as fuck, it's Sunday morning. <laughs> we should be sleeping. We should be sleeping. We should be. But Mr. Joey woke me up like at six in the morning. And then of course he went to bed as soon as I like got up and he fell asleep. I, I was woken up by my daughter who decided... I'm going to be real nice to the people I work with and pick up an extra shift at 7 a.m. on Sunday. Gee, thanks, because I have to drive you. Oh, no. <laughs> so they don't drive yet? They don't have their no. licenses? Okay. Mm-mm. They're only 15. They'll be 16 okay. in December. And then Pennsylvania is like crazy now. Like, it's going to be a good six months before they're driving. Oh, wow. Yeah, they have to do permits, and then the, I have mm-hmm. to let them drive my car, I guess. I don't know what's happening. But they have to be with a licensed driver, correct? Yeah. Like yep. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. All I know is I am seeing all the moms of their friends, like with terrified looks on their faces in the passenger cars, in the passenger seats of their car going to school every morning. So the, the newly minted 16-year-olds are driving the moms to school, and all the moms no. are looking at each other like, help. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> yeah, that's just terrifying because in New York, you don't need to drive. Like, I've learned to drive. Officially, I got my license at 25. Because yeah, I was you don't like, really need to drive. I don't need to drive. Well, I was going to give Mitch a little bit of shit about, I don't think he has a hybrid vehicle. And I was mm-hmm. going to shit all over him. And then I realized, you know what? He probably doesn't drive a lot. Like, I know yeah. you need to drive in California, but he seems like somebody who probably tries to stay in his neighborhood. Yeah, and, and like maybe bike around. Bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm gonna not come for him on that, but you know, I'll come for him on some other things. <laughs> but also, those cars are really expensive, and he lives like a very practical life. You know, like not he does. Too yeah, he does. Extravagant. Actually, I got a Honda. I got a a Toyota Rav4 hybrid. wasn't It really wasn't that expensive. Mm-hmm. Now it's not okay. fully electric. The fully electric are really expensive. I imagine so, yeah. But the hybrid's pretty good. I get like 40, this is a car commercial now. I get like 42 (laughs) miles to the gallon, (laughs) which is really good. But my area is completely not walkable. Like I would get definitely hit on the side of the road. There's no shoulder. It's dark. It's windy. Oh, no. no. (laughs) 
Really? Oh, my Metro card movie. <laughs> yeah, my Metro card gets me to every borough. I am so happy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. All right, so, girl. So go Amy, ahead. Amy, I wanted to say something. Like before we get started, I wanted to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners who I met this past <gasps> week. Wait, so, you met one of our five listeners? Yes, I did. <laughs> so this was at wow. the New York Bunky Meetup for Pink Shade. So Aaron and Mary Payne, they were in New York on you know Thursday. And they were recording their very first live show. It was a very intimate little studio space. It was really nice, like near the Flatiron building. And um, I just had the pleasure of meeting um, Kiera, who is a listener. She lives in Yonkers. And she actually came up to me. She's like, are you Leslie? And I'm thinking, she's talking to me because of Pink Shade, because I'm also a mod for the Pink Shade group. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and then she was like, I listened to Six Degrees. And I was like... I didn't even let her finish. I jumped out of my seat. And I hugged her. I was like, oh my God, someone listens to us. <laughs> oh my God. That's so amazing. I know. Was she, was she like me and my four friends all listen? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just her, <laughs> but it was just so sweet. And we have to give the credit obviously to Pink Shade and Erin and Mary Payne, because without them, we wouldn't have met because we mm-hmm. were subbing in during that time that Erin was mm-hmm. out. And that's kind of how we met. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we also know each other through um, the Gaberhood, which is reality yes. gays. Sissy reality squad. Gays. Mm-hmm. Yep. The mm-hmm. Sissy squad. We're, we're yes. in everything like <laughs> any kind of cult, like <laughs> podcast community. We're in it. I will join that cult. Thank you very much. Yes, it's so right. fun. So we have a lot to unpack today. Mm-hmm. It is Sunday morning, very bright and early, and we are ready to do this. I yes. sent you many screenshots. You've sent me many screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need to formulate a plan to steal Luna. I don't know how I'm going to get her, but I'm going to... Kristen, if you're listening, which I know you're not, protect that dog because I'm coming to get her. Okay. <laughs> she, and she's gonna have a good home it's not like we're gonna do she's not Cruella DeVille let's you know clear that up I'm just gonna take Luna out and slip my border collie in there maybe she won't notice <laughs> I think she will <laughs> all right um so we're gonna start with Miguel and Lindy because we kind of picked up oh let me introduce the episode first sorry episode 15 are you my person no, you're not. Spoiler alert. Okay. Um, one of the experts, I don't know which one at this point, I've forgotten all their names because we never see them, says it's only like one week left to decision day. So we pick up at the dodgeball game and Miguel admits he was really nasty this weekend. And so now we have, they're still siloed with their teams talking about this. And Lindy is sitting with Mitch. And Mitch is telling the camera it sounds like Miguel has really spe- specific expectations about how his wife needs to be, and she is not subservient. So that's not good. Now, not to be a Mitch defender, but let me throw it on. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> In the groups, um, they were saying, oh, Mitch, like they took it out of context and they made it seem like Mitch was saying she's not subservient and that's not good. But what he was saying is like right. their needs don't match. And that's right. not good. That's what he yeah. was saying. That's not the kind of woman that he needs because she seems to be, she unravels kind of quickly. Yeah. And Miguel doesn't know how to react to that. Yeah. And Miguel is used to just controlling. Don't get me started, Miguel. I can't. I'll <laughs> save it. Okay. So Lindy is telling her group when she acts, quote, 
out of line. This is what she's, her words, out of line, which, wow. And he does this and she puts up her hand like a stop motion. So is he fucking doing that to her? It seems like he is. Like, he's just being like, you need to stop. And I don't know. She says it feels like he's, like, training her. And Alexis says, well, Justin does that to me sometimes, which I find hard to believe because she would just beat the ever-living piss out of him, I think. I feel like she would kick over his arm. (laughs) (laughs) Alexis says, what you need to do is figure out the compromise in the moment. And Mitch says, look, at the end of the day, he has to accept you for all of you. And then Lindy tells the camera, like, he's controlling, and that's a problem for me. Now we have footage of Lindy moping on a bench, and we're kind of far away. We're not right up there with them. And Miguel walks over to her, and he says, I was annoyed, not angry, and which is bullshit. He was angry. He was fucking pissed. Yeah. Lindy says... She feels like she can't exist without making him mad. And his response was super harsh. And she doesn't even want to get in the car with him. Then she tells the camera, I am not bowing down to this man. And Miguel says, I was annoyed and my heart rate was elevated because I was riled up because of the game. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, that was before then. The whole weekend he was pissy. Someone pissed in his Cheerios before yep. they got on this trip, and he was just pissy the whole time. Yep. He says he perceived this he says she perceived the situation correctly, but he was not angry, it was annoyance. And I just wrote they're the same fucking thing. Like we're splitting hairs here, dude. Yeah, when I get super annoyed, it. I get pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if somebody is annoying you, you get pissed at them. Of course. What is the difference between getting annoyed at them and getting pissed at them? Like, whatever, yeah. dude. For me, annoyed is more like a state of being, which is what I'm constantly in. You know, where everything kind of bothers you. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing actually triggered it. You're just, like, pissed. You're just annoyed. <laughs> so Lindy wakes up the next day, and she's super sniffly, and so is Mitch throughout this episode. Uh-oh. And I'm wondering if they had a little bit of a super spreader event at this couple's <laughs> retreat. So Lindy says, I hated the entire retreat. Yeah, he fucking ruined it for you. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. I'm no huge fan of Lindy, but she is in the fucking right here. I'm sorry, yeah. she is. So he's like, I love you so much. It's just so weird. They're on what I'm calling the drama couch. This is where they have all their <laughs> fights on this gray couch. So he's like, I love you so much. It's weird to have these issues. And now here here we go. Now he's starting to manipulate her. Yeah. So now I start to question everything. In other words, if, you know, if I can't, if you can't act how I want, I will leave. He doesn't say that. That's my paraphrasing. He's basically <laughs> saying that. So she says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back, back up the bus or pump the brakes. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> She's like, divorce is not even an option to me. Uh, okay, Lindy. All right. <laughs> and she's like so when you say this shit i hear you're not good enough and i want a divorce and she says this is a big deal yes but it's not unsolvable but then she contradicts herself and says this is a tiny hiccup mm-hmm. so he says and i know exactly what he's doing because i've been in this position where you do or say something super shitty you immediately regret it but your pride won't let you back out of it in a reasonable manner. Yeah. So now you're like just hoping that the other person downplays it because yeah. that's how you need to get out of it. 
So he says, oh, oh, that's good to hear that you think it's a tiny hiccup. Like he's totally looking to get off the hook for his behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awful. So later Miguel brings Lindy to a gym where she tells us she's not a big fan of working out, but he loves it. So she guesses she'll do it. Um, Isn't she a physical therapist? Is she? Yeah. So then. So she just watches. She doesn't even demonstrate the exercises. Like, shouldn't you be, I don't know, a fan of, like, what do they call it? Kinesiology. (laughs) 80s aerobics. (laughs) Then I have a note here. And people are going to come for me when I say this. Uh Uh-oh. It's a vibe. It's not not a looks thing. It's a vibe I'm getting from her. Mm -hmm. So, guys, if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, and you listen to reality gays like you should. If you don't, I don't know what you're doing. Do it now. They are covering the old episodes, like the old seasons of, you know, 90 yeah, Day, Happily Ever After. And stuff. Yeah, the classless. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how they call it. Classless. And some of their episodes have been bringing me right back to that place I was when I first saw it. And she reminds me of Nicole from Nicole Nassim. <laughs> oh, my God. it's just a vibe that i can't explain it's i don't know like she doesn't look like her no not at all just like this real quick unraveling and this like i don't i don't know like everything is super dramatic and over the top but but then i look at it like well she is being gaslit and she is kind of being in you know a borderline emotionally terrorizing relationship so Mm -hmm. But I'm getting a Nicole vibe. Anyway, she says uh, she's going to cheer for him instead. And she's standing like, go, Miguel, go, go, Miguel. And I'm ready to vomit all over the place. Yeah, it was disgusting. (laughs) After the gym, we're back on the drama couch. And he gives her the insurance card that she's been waiting for. Oh, my God. I could get hit by a bus. He's like, you could get hit by a bus now. And she goes, and you'd actually care. Okay. So they talk about her changing her name again. And she says, I need to feel more secure. And he's like, okay, well, see, that makes me doubt how into this you are. You won't take my name because you're unsure. And she goes, but my doubt is coming from you. And then she Mm -hmm. says, I like being in LOA forever. And he snips, well, we could keep it that way. And then we have this music, okay? And it goes, no one ever talks about the evil things that love brings like what yeah it was (laughs) and it was like a synthesized voice it was real creepy it was really creepy later lindy and her friend are being dragged into a DD game now i i have to say something about DD. i come from a community where people played it a lot my husband was into it when we were 13 and we didn't have the internet. Okay. That, I did, did this say that? over Zoom during a pandemic because I was just desperate okay, for now, entertainment. Now that would be fun and that's acceptable. Okay. But I don't know if this is needed, right? <laughs> like right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> so they're being dragged into a D&D game. And I don't feel bad for Lindy. Like Lindy's trying, but like what did the friend do to deserve this? <laughs> I feel so bad for her. She Me this too. is so not her element. It's like so, someone into comics and you're like, it's just cartoons on a page. Which I do not agree with. I like I do comics. not agree with that. I love comics. Comics yes. are amazing. Mm-hmm. But some people mm-hmm. are like, what's the point of these cartoons? <laughs> yes. Yep. 
So Miguel is the dungeon master and he sets the scene in Mafstoria and it's in a bar with the dwarf as the bartender. This dwarf is heartbroken and today was supposed to be his wedding day and something happened. And Lindy's like, Lindy is all of us. Okay. She looks at the camera and she's like, this is super confusing because there's math and there's different die and I don't know what's happening. So I wrote watching people play D&D is almost as exciting as playing it. And you get where I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. After the D&D game, Lindy and her friend are talking and Lindy just pours it all out. I mean, she's been really distraught and she's pouring it out. She's like, this last week has been so horrible. He's been so controlling. She says anything that defines her, like her attitude, her what she says, her joyfulness, he is just dampening it. And she basically says she has to kind of like memorize rules. And then she starts crying. Miguel, meanwhile, is also venting to his friend. And he's like, I know I've hurt her by voicing my doubt, but, you know, I don't know where I'm at with this, blah, blah, blah. The friends leave. And now we get prison cam. The friends leave. And Miguel is like, they, they're back on the drama couch. And Miguel is like, I'm terrified of what was said and with how much emotion. And he tells the camera, Talking or venting to your friends is cathartic, sure, but you have to be respectful. And I would never shit talk Lindy, but the atmosphere here was really heavy, so clearly she said something about me. Miguel tells her, I don't appreciate being made the villain. And she's like, Are you fucking serious? Every single time we sat with one of those experts, which was like twice, it's been my temper, my tone, my outburst, my unraveling. She's like, I cannot tell you what's going on with you because you like you'll yell at me. I can't express this to you. So I have to, it has to go somewhere. It has to go to my friends. And he ends by saying, this is too much, Lindy, too much. I feel like this is a two-faced relationship where you say one thing to me and one thing to your friends. And this is an insight as to who you are as a person. She cannot express herself without him jumping down her fucking throat. Absolutely. Absolutely. She, he is, I'm telling you, I've red flags all over this guy. From the minute he coerced her into having sex, and I will not let that go because we know it happened. Mm -hmm. And then just the way that he calmly talks to her like a sociopath when he wants to control her. Red flags. I don't like it. He either knows what he's doing I, I'm telling you, this is a guy who probably grew up thinking that he was a nerd. He didn't fit in because of his interests or whatever. They were kind of nerdy interests. He was a good-looking kid, probably, because he's he's a handsome sure. guy. Yeah, he's but hot. He, he probably didn't have much luck with the ladies, and so he expects women to be a certain way. And when they don't mm-hmm. meet this thing that he made up, like a weird science type of girl that he's made up, Mm-hmm. It's like he has to get out of the situation. It's like, dude, you're lucky you're getting a hot check. Like, calm down. Yeah. And she's smart. Yeah. She also has a PhD. So Yeah. Yeah. In physical science and hates exercise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So now we're going to go to who I'm calling Nasha and you're calling State. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, because Amy was like, yeah, um, Nasha. And I was like, no, no, no. I was going to say Stasha. And Amy, I just said State. And I was like, oh, see, I do it too. all right go ahead so we see them they're driving back from the couple's retreat nate says they had a great time but the other couples not so much so once they get back from the retreat we see them driving to their new place the post maths house this is where the house they're going to be sharing 
and Nadek's excited. He says it's starting to feel real and they're about to see their new home. And he says, I'm just very grateful that things are working out for us. And he turns to Stasha and asks, what about you, Stasha? What are you thinking about? And she mumbles, I'm just hoping everyone takes off their shoes. And Nate laughs. So this is all a self-record kind of diary style type of thing and the drive up to the new house. So yeah. they arrive at the new house and we get the sign that says seven days away from decision day. So Stasha is super thrilled to show him where she will be living and hopes that he likes it. They remove their shoes upon entering the house and Nate is already like cheering. He's so impressed by just the entrance way. He's like, it's beautiful. God, it, it's beautiful. It looks like a fucking catalog. Finger hut. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if that, ha- could you imagine a house decorated out of a finger hut catalog? Oh, I think, I think I need to see this. I did so many storyboards like that as a kid. Like I wish yeah. I had them. They were just right. insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so she says that she started building this house before they were married and she's seeing that is exactly how she wanted it. Um, she wants Nate to feel comfortable in their new home. So she says she knows there will be things she will compromise on. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's see how that goes. Mm -hmm. She's not compromising. (laughs) So we get to see the kitchen. So this is the first thing we see and it is so fucking white. It is blinding. Like every appliance is white. Countertop, white flowers. Can I chime in? So I've been binging the last three seasons of Love It or List It over the past (laughs) week. (laughs) Oh, God. And this is the thing. Everybody is making their goddamn kitchens white. Like white cabinets, white countertops. Like I have white cabinets. I get it. But Mm -hmm. white cabinets, white countertops, like white tile. White except like what is happening? Why is everything so white? Everybody's gonna smudge things and get things dirty. It's freaking me out. I'm like, I'm just thinking, like, oh my god, you really think this kitchen will remain this clean? Because she's telling him, like, so this is how we want to keep things, you know, no mm-hmm. kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, no dishes on the sink and everything. And I'm like, you've clearly never lived with a man, mm-hmm. <laughs> nor have you ever cooked, apparently, because mm-hmm. grease will ultimately splash all over your walls, your appliances. Like, if your she wants to. Keep it this level of clean. She would have to like Mr. Clean, like dry erase, like that eraser thing, like her kitchen every fucking day to get that grease off so that it won't accumulate because eventually it will turn yellow. Like, yes. come on now. Yep, 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 yep. 100%. So they, they go upstairs to the bedroom and even the fucking carpet is okay. white. Okay, I need to talk about this white carpet. I need yeah. to talk about it. I mean, even Nate's like, this is hella white. Okay. <laughs> We built our house, my kids were eight, and we put light brown carpets in their bedrooms. I wouldn't show that to my worst enemy right now. (laughs) There are mascara stains, food stains, and I don't really let my kids have food in their rooms. But when I'm not around, they do this. Mm -hmm. There's like mud stains. There's every stain you can imagine. And they were eight. God only knows what infants and toddlers are going to do to this white rug. I say rip it all up and put down the hardwoods. Exactly. And Sasha says, see, this is why we got to take our shoes off. So the oils from our feet don't sink in. I'm like, what? Yeah, you have to take take off your shoes, but put socks on. Yeah. And I'm like, now your sweaty ass feet are all over your white carpet. Like, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, don't do the white carpet, Sasha. The bedroom is also white. 
the only thing that she got was black tiles on the floor. Like that was like her main thing. Like I need to have this tile, this hexagon, hexagon. black tile. And I was like, oh my God, I remembered hexagon. Like I'm good at math Mm -hmm. from that one second. There you go, geometry. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag geometry. (laughs) Yeah. So then Nate jumps into the the tub, they go to the bathroom and then he pretends to wash his balls in a standing shower. Like he's just (laughs) enjoying himself and being silly. And Stasha then revealed that she's gotten Nate a gift. Guys, it's a decal sticker that she's going to put under the toilet seat that says, put the fucking seat down. Nope. Nope. And you're gonna, Nate. You're going to put that in this yeah. house? In the house that's so like a fucking catalog. Like it's a yeah. staged no. place. Mm-mm. And Nate, rightly so, says, that's not a gift. No. And you should just just skip the middleman and get the word art that says, wash your balls or whatever above the exactly. toilet. Like, this is ridiculous. So Nate tells producers the house is really clean and realistically, it is going to be hard for Stasha to relinquish control of how the house is kept and just, she needs to roll with the punches. So they sit on the couch and Stasha drops a bomb, guys. She says she's a little OCD. What? (laughs) (laughs) Never would have guessed that. Yep. Now this... This is overcomable, though, because I do, we all know people like this, Mm -hmm. and if they're with the right partner or they're in the right circumstances, especially after they have kids, I feel like she could, this is something, this is not a deal breaker. At some point, you just give up on life, and you're just like, fuck this house, because you're so tired. (laughs) Once you become a mother, that'll go away. (laughs) Your will to live will be gone. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and she says that she just wants him to be comfortable, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't use those words or whatever, but she's, I mean, she says it at some point. Um, but she wants to be able to keep this house clean with kids running around. How? No. Now, Nate's version of what kids will do to a house is a Oh my God. <laughs> this is, I loved it. Oh my God. So then we later see them outside. This is probably like a new day later in the episode and they're going to a store of some sort. So it's like a an off-brand Home Depot type of store. Mm-hmm. And then a white dog that looks like a wolf greets them. And I'm like, everything, even the fucking dog is white. What is happening? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and his name is Coconut, but he's super sweet. And I guess he lives um, with one of the people that runs the shop. Yeah. And it was super cute. And I'm just like, Stasha is edging as she touches doorknobs and handles. <laughs> That's what I felt. <laughs> So they start looking at bidets and he's tickled by this notion because he's never used one before. And he says that he wants to have some input because he doesn't want it to feel like her home only. Then Mm -hmm. they get into this kind of non-argument over the house aesthetic. Nothing happens really. They just go back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then later on, they go to this hike. And on this hike, Nate is really into it. And Stasha is not. She's kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm kind of that way. I don't like being outdoors. Like if it's hot... You know, it's funny because this is the New Yorker in me. It's like, oh, my God, it's such a beautiful, like, summer day. Let's go to the movies rather than being outside. I'm like, let's go somewhere that's air-conditioned. Like, that's my idea of a good summer day. I'm okay with that, too. I'm right with that. Yeah, so as they are going to this on this hike, they said, Nate is saying they need to clear their heads before decision day because it's coming up. And they seem to have a nice time because Sasha says that she wants to make time for activities like this. Like, she enjoys herself. Mm-hmm. So this leads us to the epic scene of them <sighs> at the picnic table. Jesus talking Christ. about babies. 
<laughs> why are we doing this? <laughs> so Nate says that he has a surprise activity planned for them, and they're going to make chips and guac. And they're cutting the avocados, cutting mm-hmm. the squeezing the limes, the whole deal. They're doing this. Mm-hmm. And Stasha said during the walk that having kids would be fun. And Nate needs clarification because Nate does not think that having a child is remotely fun at all. <laughs> so I think that remember that he doesn't have a mother and she doesn't have a father. Exactly. So this is all of his mother abandonment issues coming up here. Like if a mother's going to go party and have fun and she says that later, she's like, I don't do that stuff now. Yeah. And -hmm. it's so funny because then, um, Stasha says she doesn't want to be boring parents. And that comment alone, like really, um, I guess confuses him because he's like, what do you mean? You're going to be partying out. That's not what she means. But I just wanted to, for you to play this clip. Let me see. Is it even working? I think fun and babies, there's, there's no, there's no like fun and babies. I don't think they go hand in hand. Traveling, um, you know, going on vacations while having a newborn baby. Um, I don't think it's going to be fun. So then what do you envision? I envision going hard and being a full-time dad at age like zero all the way to like around, I would say at least three. And then that means like no vacations, no date nights, no... Still go on dates, but like going on a vacation for a week, for a whole week, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a whole baby that is completely dependent. I get that. Because we still have to raise it, like literally a newborn, everywhere, pissing everywhere. We got to feed it six times a day, napping everywhere. Got to put clothes on it. That don't sound like fun to me. It's going like to be tough. Granted, it's going to be tough, but that's your baby. <laughs> you guys. He's my hero. He's my hero. He has <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed what parenting is. Shitting everywhere, pooping everywhere. And then, like, I was like, then you got to put clothes on them. <laughs> you got to put clothes on them because otherwise they'll just be naked in the wild. So after Nate lists pissing, shitting, and clothing a baby not being fun, they finish the guacamole and they dig in and they have a conversation about living together and he kept calling it her house. He says he feels vulnerable living in her house. Even though it's our house, it's really your house. And Stasha asks if there's anything she can do to make him more comfortable and insists that he you know, we'll have input on the decorations. Like, dual, it will be a dual decision. That's what she nope. says. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate asks, will it ever get to the point where you will want to kick me out? Because that's his fear, really, that he'll have no place to live. And she says, no, I told you, I would never say that to you. And he says that his fear is that things were, if things got bad and he knocks on wood, where would he go? He'd be homeless. And I was like, okay, this is being a little dramatic because he does have a father that I'm sure could put him up for like a few days until he gets it together and could find a place. But I get what he means. The sentiment of being in a place where you feel it's not your own, where it's like you're walking on eggshells wondering, oh, did I piss the owner of the manor off or something? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like this is a weird time for her to sign up for Married at First Sight when you're custom building a house. Because yeah. if it were me, like, I get, I totally get what Nate's feeling, and I don't know. Although, my husband built our house, and I mm. still feel like it's my house to decorate. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, she'll always just want to decorate any space they live in because she's really into that. Yeah, she really so, likes I it. I don't know. I don't know. If I were him, though, 
when he's doing that post nup, I would put a little protection for myself in there. Exactly. And be like, you know, if you're the one who throws me out, you know, I get $25,000 for six months worth of rent or whatever, a year yeah. worth of rent. They're in California, so six months. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, he can protect yeah. himself through that post nup. As much as it protects her, it should protect him as well. Exactly. Like, a little buffer for him to, like, get back on his mm-hmm. feet. Yeah. So then we see, they get to the apartment, we see, like, the prison camp footage, like, the overhead kitchen camera that we love so much, and Nate is still going on about children. He says, it's easy to have kid, anyone can do it, and Sasha says, well, I'm 37 and I don't have one, and he argues, how are we supposed to have fun with a kid? <laughs> and Stasha's like, I want to travel, do things as a couple, go on dates, and we're seeing, um... This is all overheard stuff because they're not in the room now at this point. We're just seeing yeah. the captions. Yeah. And hearing their voices. And Sasha's saying, you're just saying, you know. So Nate is just confused because he's like, you just said travel. Like, how can we travel? You're going to travel with your baby. You're going to travel without the baby. And she says she plans to travel with her baby because she grew up without a father. And she doesn't want to have kids with someone if the kid won't have a mom and dad. So that's her mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we get a super zoom up of the empty in and out burger bag on the <laughs> counter. <laughs> so then we get a confessional from Sasha, and she says the Nate is not gro- the Nate not growing up with his mom is triggering him a hundred percent. And he has this ideal of how she should be as a wife and as a mother. And she says just a conversation of being a fun parent, like taking a hike, let's say made him completely shut down. Mm-hmm. And then when she asked, what kind of fun do you think I'm referring to? And Nate said, irresponsible fun, getting drunk and being young and dumb and abandoning mm-hmm. your children. And she argues, I don't do those things now. Why would I do those things when I have a kid? And back to the secret camp footage, we hear Nate saying that his biological mom was a lot younger than his dad. His mm-hmm. dad was 36, the mom was 23, and she wasn't ready to be a mom. And so we get an outside view of the apartment complex and we hear Stasha say, and I'm 37, kind of saying like, well, I'm not as young as your mom. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, we know Stasha. She's not the type of person that's going to do this. But then I'm like, oh, I'm coming from a place of trusting women. Like Nate doesn't, unfortunately, because he's abandoned by one. So I get where he's coming from. I feel bad for him. Again, I've done a complete 180 on Nate. Yeah. Like, I really like him. I really like him too. I feel like he's he's growing on me. I can see why Stasha would like him. Yes. Yeah. And he sounds pretty freaky in the bedroom. <laughs> hey, he loves all those sex toys. And the swings and all. All right. So are we ready for Kristen and Mitch? Let's take a break. Let's do that. We'll take a quick break and then come back with them. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, so let's go to Kristen and Mitch. They had quite the episode. So Mitch is getting ready to leave for a business trip, and Kristen is unpacking, and Mitch is laying on the bed, sniffling, sniffling quite a bit, like really noticeably. Yeah, it's scary. She asks, asks, which part of the weekend was your favorite? Now, I want you, as I go through their scenes together, to just take a mental note of all the times he says something nice or sweet or complimentary to her, because there are quite a few times. Okay. So she asks, which part of the weekend was your favorite? And he says, you were. He says, you were, actually. You were a lot of fun. You were in such a good mood. I loved seeing you comfortable. He's like, and you know what? I love that part of you. And then he says he's not happy he has to leave, but there's this is a good chance to see how they're going to miss each other. And it's a good litmus test of how they're going to feel about each other when they're away. He says it's been challenging thinking about what his new life looks like with some elements of his old life mixed in. And this will give him a chance to be old Mitch, single Mitch. And she's like, mm. yeah, I didn't like that comment. Yeah. I, I mean, I always say. Because there was a brief time between marriages when I was single. (laughs) And I'll always say like, oh, when I was single. And I don't mean it like, oh, when I was unattached to you. I just mean it like in that period of my time or Mm -hmm. my life. I think that's what he's saying. But it's coming. It's not. It doesn't sound good, Mitch. Not good luck. So later, Kristen and hero Luna call Mitch for a video chat. Luna's snoring. You can hear like just making all these gross noises. I love it so much. The wrinkles all folded. I love it. So he's like, oh, hey, babe. And he says he's been having fun. They've been whale watching, surfing, and it's been very social and it's been great. Then he says, but, you know, I'm really looking forward to coming back to you and Luna and I really miss you. I miss being with you. I miss having coffee with you. I miss walking Luna at night with you. And he volunteers all this. She did not prompt him and say, like, do you miss us? Exactly. Yeah. Because usually she has to prompt him to get something out of him. And he didn't. She did not. Not that we saw. I don't know if they, I don't think they would edit that out, but whatever. So they're making plans to go surfing and Luna is going to go. And then we get like a quick uh, scene with Kristen when she's just on this whole call. She's just wearing like a sweatshirt, no makeup at all. And he's right. She is beautiful without makeup she on. Like she's stunning. beautiful with it on too, but yeah. wow. She doesn't need it. Yeah. No. Just like mm-hmm. me, I don't wear any, just my lips. <laughs> just like me and everybody's like, who's that old man? What's <laughs> Shut up! Good in here? Shut <laughs> so Mitch and Kristen are headed to the ocean to surf. And in the car, Mitch admits he's a little hungover, moving a little slow today, you know, whatever. And he says, I was at the bar doing karaoke. And he goes, thinking of you, of course. I was thinking of you. And then he says, you would be proud of me. I really got the the night going. Like, I was pretty social. Kristen asks questions about this retreat. She's like, did you lose your ring? He's like, oh, no, sorry. It's right here. And he pulls it out of his pocket and puts it on. Or it was in the car or something. And he puts it on. And he says, there we go. I'm married again. 
And he says, she's like, you're married again. And she go, he goes, my whole company doesn't know only my close friends. He's like, if I told my CEO and my CFO or whatever, I would have to do a whole freaking presentation on this thing. Like it's, you know, too much. So then she's like, were there any cute girls on the trip? And he's like, oh, jealous type, huh? And she goes, what's jealous about asking that? No, that does come across as jealous, don't you it think? It does, because it's kind of like, so what did you do? Were there That's any kind of cute girls across. on the trip? Like, mm-hmm. of course there were. What are you, uh, okay. Like, yeah. you know what you're asking when you ask that question. Are you interested, Kristen, in a cute girl? Why are you asking this? Yeah. <laughs> so he stumbles a little bit, and then he says, uh, no, they're all dog ugly now that I'm married to you. I don't even see girls anymore, he goes. That, like, that you can tell funny. he just yeah. doesn't know what to say. And then, then he says, like, in the surf world, there's always cute girls. And then there's some editing that makes him look like he just keeps talking about the girls. And Kristen says in a camera confessional, I'm not thrilled about the ring and the beach babes, but I'm going to let it go. Like, we're not in a great place, but we're not in a bad place. So I'm letting it go. Now they get to surfing and Mitch is surfing with Luna. And I was eating that right up. Like, oh god and Kristen is eating it up she's like this is the cutest thing i think i've ever seen in my life it was so sweet when they have luna packed to the gills in that like yellow floaty (laughs) and she's like barely afloat in the wave she's like bobbing around like a little barrel oh my god oh my god it was so cute so they sit down afterwards and Kristen is like that was amazing you were so sweet with luna Then she goes into this, like, surfing is like our marriage, going over the waves together, and they just keep coming. But once you get past those waves, it's just peaceful. Okay. Okay. So Mitch tells the camera, uh, there's a lot that's going well. It was weird to go back to my old life and my new life. And maybe that's how marriage is, like this wide separation for people. But for me, it's kind of weird. So later we have Mitch, Kristen, Lexi, I'm going to call her because we don't want the devices going off, (laughs) and Justin get together for an intense game of ping pong. Okay. Yeah, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. Mitch tells us Kristen is best friends with Alexis. How do you feel about this? I don't know what that means because they talk every day. They talk every single day. So I'm guessing that I'm I'm not doubting that she that Lex is not a good friend. I'm sure she is, but mm-hmm. she also comes across as very gossipy. So that yeah. could ruin her relationship with Mitch because she's gonna be like, oh girl, but and blah blah blah, he yep. said, and blah blah blah, you know. Yep. And let me tell you something. She's not seeing what we're seeing. You know what no. I mean? She's just experiencing Lexi in the moment. Exactly. So, like, she might not be getting the context we are. So, Justin dominates the ping pong table. He's literally just standing there and, like, barely moves on arm and he's, like, knocking it. It was crazy. Yep. Yep. They sit down, they toast, and Kristen immediately starts spilling the deets about Mitch's trip. And Mitch says, here's what he says. He said to Kristen, he turns to her and says, look, you were always on my mind. Know that. But I was really wrapped up in some of the activities. And then I would go back to my hotel room and I was like, oh, I'm alone and sad. And she goes, was there a jacuzzi there? 
That's a weird question to ask. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, there was a jacuzzi and, you know, we would have like a hot tub meetup every night. And, you know, and she's like, basically, okay, and you're not wearing your ring. Then he, Lexi's like, wait, what? You weren't wearing your ring? <laughs> and he, Of course. <laughs> he, he explains, you know, it's stressful for me to bring the details in. Now, I have a theory. Can I, can I posit it? And then you yeah. can shoot it down if you think I'm wrong. Okay. I think if this was past decision day, he'd be wearing the ring. I think he he doesn't know. He First of all, he doesn't want to be made fun of for going on Married at First Sight. Yes. Second of all, he doesn't want, like, he knows this could fail. Mm-hmm. So if he has the ring on now, and then in two weeks when they see him and he doesn't, he has to explain all of this. Exactly. And I think it could be an embarrassment for him, especially at your company with your boss and shit. Yeah, but this is all going to come out. People act it's like these things come, don't yes. air. <laughs> no, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. But I think he thinks by the time it does, they'll They're be married. Solid. Yeah, they'll be yeah. solid. Yeah. Yep. So, like, that's my theory. I could be wrong, but I don't know. That's he could just be He could just be a huge asshole, and I'm not saying it, but okay. <laughs> So then he, jo- oh, and I also have to say, like, my husband would not be okay with me putting him in the hot seat all the time in front of people. Like, it's kind no. of, uh, okay. Then he jokes that, oh, he had a hundred hot babes all naked in that hot tub. And I did have a ring on, but it was my cock ring. Nate let me borrow his and it fell off because it was too big. So I just smelt it down. And everybody's <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> too much, too much, guy. Now, Justin tells the story about how this week his and you'll cover this in more detail. Yeah. How his bestie came 17 hours to get Maya. And Alexa says, I told Justin I'm at 90%. And now Justin's like, forget it then. And Alexa says his answer feels very dependent on my answer. And that's a problem. Mitch says, Justin, is 90% good enough for you? And Justin's like, no, it ain't. And Kristen goes, damn. Yeah. <laughs> all right so then they talk a little bit more we we can talk about this later when we talk about justin and alexa uh yeah justin and alexis in more detail yeah but mitch starts saying now that he feel. oh Kristen chimes in and says as someone who's not sure herself if i was 90 percent, i couldn't say yes either and she means to a text and we'll talk about that there's a, yeah. a, an affirmation text that is going <laughs> around here mitch says 90% is pretty good odds. Like no marriage is perfect and 90% is pretty good. And he's like, there'll always be part of you that will have doubts. There will always be part of you that wants to run. But like, I think it's healthy to just acknowledge that and to be okay with it. Then Mitch says he feels like he's been uprooted from his old, his old life. Now, Kristen says, Instead of saying, I would like to see how things go with my electric bike in the mix, I would like you to say, why, you are an incredible woman, and I can't live without you. And if you can't, or Alexis goes, well, maybe he can't say that. And she goes, well, if not, then I'm out. I'm out on that electric bike. And I just think she's pushing him too much now. She is, yeah. Because he said four. I was keeping track of the things. Four things without being prompted that were really nice and heartfelt. Really affirming. Like, I've I've said before on this podcast, my husband, his love language is not words of affirmation. It is acts of service. And so when 
like if he was saying those things to me, I would feel perfectly fine with that. I would feel yeah. like that's really affirming and it's really what I need to hear. And, and let's not forget, let's go back to what Alexis told uh, Kristen on the honeymoon with Mitch. You need, you know, meet him where he is small steps. You can't yeah. expect a lot. What he has said to her this week was a lot for him. It was huge. It was she's huge. Push, she's pushing him. He's never going to be that guy. Yeah. Like, first of all, he's never going to say it if you want him to. We all know that. He's going to mm-hmm. be ornery. But I, I don't know. I just was uncomfortable with it. And I, it, like, I'm left with them not being in a good place. I don't like it. Don't yeah, like it, makes, it. it makes me sad because I think they're doing so well and they could work. But she's, like, pushing him. I think she's getting a little bit scared that he might say no. So she's, like, being like, oh, if he's going to say no, that I'm going to do this to make sure that I don't look stupid. You know what I mean? I'm starting to think she's going to say no and he's going to say yes. Oh, my God. I know. Okay. Um, You want to take Justin and Alexis now? Yeah. Okay. okay. So at the opening of the episode, Alexis is behind the wheel. She's driving. And they're driving from the retreat or whatever. And Justin is there, sitting there. They're talking about their love life. And um, apparently something went down in the bedroom that happened this one time, which he says, it only happened that one time, girl, don't, you know, or whatever. He just needs to go back to the gym and get his stamina up. So we don't know exactly what happened, but it had to do with the penis. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, that's why I'm going to the gym. I'm using, you know, the treadmill to increase my stamina. And then she asks, do they have machines where they help you with the thrust? Wow. Womp, womp. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. I, like, I don't even know what to say to that. Just wow. Okay, so you got to keep in mind, this is a visual. She has a furry ass, like, steering wheel cover. And she's driving one hand. The other hand is, like, almost practically cupping his balls. And she's saying this, and he just looks like a deer crossing headlights. Like, what just happened? Well, did you see his face? Like, his face just fell in that yeah, moment. Yeah, because he probably was like, did she just say this on TV? Yep, <laughs> she did, dude. So then later on, we see Justin driving up to see his dog, Maya, who he had to give up because he bit Newton, who is Alexis's dog. Can I say something? Yeah. A lot of people were talking about this and they Mm -hmm. missed something. Tell me if you got it. He says the shelter called because she bit somebody there. Yes. Right? And she became a liability. Okay. That's why they called him. Thank you. Okay. So he had to make a decision. Leaving yeah. her at the shelter right now was not a decision he could make, right? Yeah, he couldn't. Okay. It was just, it was an issue. She You're so detailed. Be... I knew you would have got that. Because I'm like, people are missing this. I don't know yeah. what's going on. Okay. And he said they called him because she bit another dog or something. And that was mm-hmm. a liability. Yep. So yep. watching Maya and Justin reunite, like, it was heartbreaking knowing what happens. You know, mm-hmm. she's jumping up and down. She's just so happy. Her tail is about to, like, fly off her butt because she's just wagging it so much. And so he tells us that his best friend is driving down to pick her up. And Justin decided to choose his marriage over Maya, his dog of seven years. The whole time he's talking about this, his face is covered in tears. Like even through confessionals and everything, his face is just covered in tears. And he says that he'll never see her in California again. So I don't know where exactly the friend lives, but we later found out that it's a pretty long drive. So yeah, 17 hours round trip. So Yeah, so it's going to be pretty far. 
So they're driving back and Justin is telling us she's going to be staying at the house with them until she's ready for her next adventure, which is going off with his best friend. And mm-hmm. Alexis wanted to leave the house completely because that was her form of compromise. Oh, Maya's coming back, so I'll just leave. And he was like, no, he wants them to be together. Um, but they have to separate the dogs. And he understands that in the meantime. So the mm-hmm. whole time I'm like, bro, you are choosing the wrong bitch. I'm like, you have not <laughs> choosing right. Uh, right. And then we get this montage, which is so sad with music playing. Justin is playing with Maya and slow I'm shocked motion. they weren't like, in the arms of <laughs> the angels. Right? Like, I'm they couldn't get the rights. That's or why. Every, or everybody hurts. Like some generic version of it. Like everybody hurts. No, oh, no, no. It'd be like, people get upset. Over <laughs> dogs. Over <laughs> dogs. And this whole time, this dog looks so majestic. And I'm just like, this dog is so beautiful. And she just needs a single dog household because it appears that she gets along fine with the cats because Justin has cats. So it's just other dogs that for whatever reason, any trauma Mm -hmm. or whatever, she just can't get along. So then Justin's friend, Chris, arrives and she's happy to see Justin's friend. Like she is wagging her tail almost as much as she did when she saw Justin. And she gets like the zooms. And apparently he's the only other person that Maya likes more than him. And he tells Chris... That it was a hard choice to make, but he had to do it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, you didn't. Pick your dog and leave your marriage. Pause over bras. That's what I wrote. Wow. Pause, Pause over bras. Okay. Okay. But it was comforting to know that Maya is really comfortable with Chris and that they've lived together apparently. So maybe she he was a roommate. I think and, so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So she's gonna be in good hands, and we all mm-hmm. get that reassurance. And then Alexis shows up. And she, you know, no one was expecting her. And apparently no. she says it was to support Justin. And I think it was like to make sure that the dog fucking laughs. Cause she well, had- and I think it was because she knew the camera would be there. She to pick up, to pick up all the shit. She was like all too happy to get rid of her shit. <laughs> and they're putting her in yep. the back seat. And I am just like, oh my God. And these fucking producers and cameramen are just zooming in at that beautiful dog's face, looking mm-hmm. all fucking sad, like, what is happening to me? Cutting to Justin, fucking crying. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I can't do this. It was upsetting. And then I asked myself, what if AJ from the Backstreet Boys, for some strange reason, miraculously was single and tells me, Leslie, I'm in love with you. I want to marry you. And you'll get to go to every BSB concert VIP for the rest of our career. But you had to give up Joey. I'd no, say, you better not. This is what I say. Tell me why. Everybody <laughs> loves dogs. Quit playing games with my heart. You know, and I dismiss him. So these are all Backstreet Boys lyrics. No, 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 that's in sync. No, no, no. No. These are all Backstreet Boys lyrics. Tell me why everybody and quit playing games with my heart. So that's what I say. All Backstreet Boys songs. Moving on. All right. We then see them in bed fully dressed. This is after the the dog has gone. Um, Just in case you were wondering, I had said fully dressed. (laughs) And Alexis is asking, what are your emotions right now? And he says, seeing her and just watching her drive off and he trails off and alexis says well you said chris is the only other person maya loves more than you so she's in good hands you'll get to visit her and i'm like shut up like right now on the couch and she's like has her back to him 
this is is it at the couch or the bed? It's, I don't know. They were just couch. like laying yeah. down. It was another depression she, couch. Then. She like pretty much has her back to him and seems like she is totally not giving a fuck about anything. Yeah, she's just sitting yeah. there like, well, you're about to see her again or whatever. But we did learn that when he was with his friend Chris and he mentioned like, oh, I'll go down every weekend to see Maya. Mm-hmm. Alexis was like, wait, what? So she no, wasn't cool says, with that either. Once a month. Oh, once a month. she was not cool with that. Imagine. Alexis, you could, go to the, you could go to the club. Yeah, that one time. Yep. Yep. You know, and then she tells him like, this means a lot to her, what he did. But in the same breath, she's like, I also just don't want it to mean, like, everything. Like, everything coming back to, I gave away my dog for you. Which apparently he has mentioned that giving up Maya was up. Giving up Maya was something he was doing for her. And Alexis doesn't want him reminding her of that. But that's what he did. That was a sacrifice he made. Okay, I I have to say something. Uh, Clearly, I'm team Justin here, okay? Mm -hmm. But we all know Justin is a huge people pleaser. Yeah, that's he true. made this. He made this grand gesture because he wanted a certain reaction from her, and he's not getting it. And he's not going to stop bringing this up until he gets it. And she's going to see that as lording it over her. Yeah, but that's not what he's doing. He's seeking approval. Yeah, he wants to know that he made the right choice. He needs that yeah. affirmation. Yeah. So he tells producers that he hopes Alexis understand what a big deal this is for him. Apparently, he rescued Maya from the streets. Like, she was yep. a puppy. She was, like, abandoned. And he raised her for seven years. So he wants her to appreciate that sacrifice. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, Justin and Alexis go play ping pong. And we talked about this. And mm-hmm. before that, we get a scene at the gym. Okay, so, so I have the guys' version. So you go through the girls, yeah, and then I'll bring so, in the guys. So this is the girls at the gym. So Alexis and Stash are about to do yoga. So the guys are at the gym. As they are in the downward dog position, Alexis asks about the new house and if she worked it out with Nate in terms of where he will live. And Sasha says they have discussed that and that once his lease is up, they'll move into the new house. And she started telling Alexis of their trip to the not Home Depot and how their tastes clash. And Nate ultimately said, I know you will veto whatever I choose because this is your house. So she tells Alexis that I wanted him to be comfortable and to say this is our house. And she doesn't want Nate to feel like it's just that he's in her space. Mm -hmm. And Sasha thinks going to the hardware store scared Nate because suddenly it made their relationship real. Which she means Mm -hmm. like, well, this is beyond the show now. This is going to be after the cameras are down this is real life now. So yeah. it kind of yeah. scared him. And the ladies then open a bottle of wine at some point. So I guess they finished yoga. Like the cut was kind of quick. Like, okay, you did one position and then you're drinking wine, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Alexis tells Stasha that Justin came at her saying, I just need to hear that you're going to say yes on decision day. And that he sent this via text. Mm-hmm. So she tells her that he was a yes, but since they're, they're having this um, conversation. He doesn't know if it's going to be a yes anymore. And she asked if his decision was dependent on hers. And he said that in so many words that it was yes, that it was based on that. And her takeaway was, we have to think about it. We have to think about this more rather than like, oh my God, you did a sacrifice for me. So Mm -hmm. she says that Justin has made a huge change from when they started, but that sometimes he reverts back to his old ways. So maybe the whole sensitivity thing or being a little insecure, she's not into. Yeah. 
And um, she's just using anything against him yeah. at this point to justify yeah. her actions, basically. Mm-hmm. And she claims she gets scared when she sees glimpses of the old Justin. She's making it sound like he's just like raging and Godzilla <laughs> stomping in and throwing <laughs> shit over. Like, yeah, he will bottle things inside and then one day just kind of have an outburst. But it was never like volatile. It was kind of like, oh, I've been, you know, trying to right. say this or whatever. Right. And she's just saying, I'm scared to stay with him because I don't like this about him. And I'm just like, girl, there's nothing. And then doesn't she say at some point, like, I don't know if I'll be able to tolerate this. And then she goes, oh, I shouldn't use the word tolerate. I'm getting that. So she, she, you know, that was the thing. Because then she starts talking to like the producers about how much harder things would be should they have kids. Because Mm -hmm. then she'd be stuck with him. Like, that's going to be the Mm -hmm. father of her children. And a part of her wants to say yes, but the small part still doesn't. And she tells producers, can you tolerate this? Like, she's asking herself, can you tolerate this for the rest of your life? And she catches herself and says, tolerate isn't even a word I should have used. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we leave them. Very telling. And so Justin's side of it is he's in the gym with Nate and he says, he's telling Nate, he's like, okay, so this afternoon after getting rid of Maya, like, I was really, um, you know, I was shaky. I was in need of some support, some affirmation. And so I texted Alexis and I'm like, you know, I know we've been talking about moving in together after decision day, blah, blah, blah. But I just need a little affirmation. Can you tell me decision day is a yes? And he said she basically deflected and couldn't answer directly. And he said when he gave Maya away, he was under the impression that they were on the same page. And for her to be so direct in every other part of his her life and not she he she could mm-hmm. not give him a yes here that's a red flag then we cut to nate and i don't have written down what he says but doesn't he call her a liar and say she was playing him yeah he does nate's a hero uh justin tells nate i pretty much have my mind up made up at this point i took my feelings out of it and i'm just looking at facts mm. and it's probably a no for me dog and i just feel like i was played So that's, that's his side of it. And he says something like on the retreat, she needed affirmation and he gave it to her. So now he's doing the same thing and she's not reciprocating. Yeah. Anyway, that's our girl. Do we have any more on them? No, that's basically it because you covered the whole ping pong thing. Yeah. They just bring this up again at dinner and she's like, your answers depending on my, it's circular talk guys, as always. So next time on. Next time on, our couples talk to their trusted loved ones before decision day. Alexis is telling someone, this isn't best friends at first sight. (laughs) Justin tells some, is is that his mama? I don't really know because he says mama, I think, but. Maybe, yeah. He says, I gave Maya away. And this person says, well, maybe she's not the one then. Mm -hmm. Kristen says, when I'm with him. Time doesn't exist, like, in a good way. And then we see Mitch. He's wearing a black turtleneck. Is he trying to be Nate here? I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Steve Jobs. (laughs) Yeah, he's at a dinner with Kristen, and he says, I'm afraid to lose you, for sure, and I don't want to lose you. And then Miguel tells Lindy, I don't know if I could be this person day in and day out, which I, I don't know what that means. And then Stasha tells Nate, who's also wearing a white turtleneck at this point, uh, I feel like we're just going through the motions. And Nate says, you think I'm going through the fucking motions with a tattoo on my hand? And he's like, I'm done. And he gets up and walks away. 
Why is Stasha self-sabotaging, Leslie? She is so fucking scared of this being real. She She is is self-sabotaging so hard. Yeah. Oh, God. Because I've come around to Nate. Because I was kind of like, "Eh." And he's a... you see from his trauma what he's spoken to. She spoke to his father. She got firsthand accounts. She sees what she's working with. Like, stop yep. pushing him. Yeah, like, when you are abandoned by a parent, it, the ripple effects will be with you your entire life. Yeah. And you either embrace them and work through them, you know, with in therapy if, if you have access to therapy. And, you know, it's certainly manageable. People have gone on to have very healthy relationships who've been abandoned by a parent. Yeah, especially there seems to be a lot of stigma against, you know, like mothers abandoning mm-hmm, their children. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, <gasps> like dads could just walk out anytime. People are like, eh. But it's like a mom does it. It's like, what's wrong with her? Oh, well, my God. Because your mom is going to be the yeah. one who loves you no matter what. Yeah. But, and so should a dad, let me just say. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> But just because you work through your shit, though, that's still like it's still going to come up. It's yeah. still going to come up. It's a big thing. And she just has to kind of be patient with this. And un- and she is. And I think she does understand where it's coming from. I think so, too. But I think that she's getting scared because it is winding down. I mean, towards the end of the episode, wasn't it like five days before decision? Yeah. Or something? Yep. Yep. It's yep. winding down. It's winding down. We're so, you there. know, we're going to get like eight more episodes before then. <laughs> We're getting there. Now, I have to tell you, there's a spoiler, okay? so <gasps> Okay, fast forward, guys. Or see you next week. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> see y'all later. Um, So, Maths fan on Instagram shared uh, the description written by TLC for Decision Day. You mean Lifetime? And- oh, yeah. Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> TLC's like, we're not claiming this slow-paced, no-risk drama shit. <laughs> And they said one of the couples changes their mind on decision day. Oh, no. Like something like a conversation leads a, one couple to change their mind. Hmm. So it doesn't say which way. Yeah. So the experts either talk to people in the stand together or yeah. I'm looking at you, Lindy and Miguel, or you yeah. start doing some circular talk and getting pissed off and you call it quits. They should call it quits. They, that's not a good match. But not I'm wondering if it's them. I just feel like it might be them. Hmm. There's there's two couples I could see going either way. I, I don't know. I could really see it for everybody. I could see Justin trying to talk Alexis into staying. I could see the experts trying to talk Mitch and Kristen into staying together. You know what I was just thinking? I could see Alexis saying yes on decision day to be like, oh, well, I said yes, and I try to make this work. And then as soon as the cameras are down, she's done. Because then we'll get the reunion, and then we'll see what really went down. Well, we could get, like, some prison cam yes. of her backstage saying no or something. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, guys. Well, that's it. I think we've said it all. We said so much. Too we much. Said, we, we talk so much talk. So much we worked so much work. Mm-hmm. So Leslie, why don't you tell everybody or tell our six fans where they can find you in case they want to hunt you down? <laughs> you can find me at Sinister Girls. I have a podcast. It's a music interview podcast. We're gonna start new episodes in the upcoming week. So I'm so excited. I was trying to do a spooktacular again, but it's just like when I don't have my radio station backing me oh, up, it's so much okay. harder to do because I would play like all these spooky songs and songs, not necessarily Halloween-y, like yeah. Spiderwebs by No Doubt. I feel like 
like it's appropriate for Halloween. Like that's yes, one of my jams. Mm-hmm. And so I would have guests come in and they perform a cover song and we, you know, wear costumes. Mm-hmm. Can't do that anymore. Maybe in the spring. But for now, you know, follow me at Sinister Girls. We're still doing the at-home version of the pod and um, exciting people coming up. I'm like waiting to get confirmation on a really big get. So we'll see. Okay. How about you, Amy? You know where I am. I'm stuck on the goddamn prairie. <laughs> I'm over. Gen X, this is why. Still banging out Little House on the Prairie. So hope you'll check us out if you're a Gen Xer and you want to look at Little House on the Prairie through, let's say, a more critical lens yes. <laughs> than we were led to believe. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And please, if you haven't already, give us a review. Any five-star review you can give us really really helps spread the word and helps people find us if you want to give us a three-star review or a two-star review just go yell it into a closet and shut the door it'll stay yeah. and live forever yell it into a paper bag and you're mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. um and follow us on instagram that's pretty much where we spend our time and leslie has been making some memes over there yes i'm having so much fun mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. all right guys thanks for listening and we'll see you soon bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.